Create an Unstoppable Life, episode number 106. Create an Unstoppable Life is all about mindset for the high achiever to help you build a life of fulfillment and freedom. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a mindset and marketing coach and a family medicine physician. It's an honor to spend time with you today. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. We're in the first official week of July. Summer is in full swing. A few fun announcements. Number one, Dr. Aaron Wiseman and I are doing a pop-up retreat next month in Taos, New Mexico, calling it the Taos Adventure. Number two, two amazing doctors and I are planning a conference in Texas for women physicians, either January or February 2022. These events will be shared through email. If you're not on the list, join. Go to georgemdcoaching.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, you'll see the sign-up box. Fun announcement number three, there's a new web class in town called The Four Mistakes Physicians Make with Their Website and How Yours Can Be Better. Join me to learn how to better connect with your customer. There are three dates and times to choose from. The link to sign up, you'll find it in two places, the episode description and on Instagram, at dinagegeorgemd in the bio section. Fun is on my mind, creating more of it and sharing it with you. This show is a proud member of Dr. Podcast Network, and it's a joy that our first sponsor is my friend, Dr. Aaron Wiseman. Hey there, this is Dr. Aaron Wiseman. I'm a fellow Dr. Podcast Network member, life coach, and mama three. I kick butt, I take names, and I help other high-achieving people do the exact same. And today, I want to invite you over to my podcast, Dr. Me First. It's well over 300 episodes, and each one is filled with inspiration and advice from amazing guests. So grab your wife, your mom, your sister, your best friend, and come tune in as we explore what it means to be a woman in medicine and a woman in this world. Because this podcast is a dose of everything that I needed when I was burned out, exhausted, and ready to quit it all. At the end of the day, I do this to help you feel more connected to yourself and to connect with others. I love to end my show with a kick of encouragement, so here's my favorite tagline. Your life, your calling, your pulse matters. See you over at Dr. Me First. This episode is a natural follow-on to last week, number 105, What Loneliness Can Teach Us. If you haven't listened to it, it's not too late. You can listen to this one first and then go back, listen to that one. Today we're talking about one of the scariest things for many humans, scarier than a haunted house, scarier than doing your own taxes, even scarier than saying I love you for the first time. It's being seen, really being seen for who we are and who we are not. Truly being seen for your truth, for all that you are, all the wins, all the fails, all the scars, all the wounds, even the ones that haven't healed despite years going by. Because it's not time that heals wounds, intention does. Being seen. I attended a coaching conference a few years ago. One of the first exercises was being seen. We were a group of three sitting in a circle. Person one had to sit there. Person two and three were instructed to observe person one for two minutes. No words, no actions. So person one had two minutes to be with all their emotions that came up as they observed 
two people observing them. And two minutes felt like an eternity. Two people observing me. They were both women about my age, both kind and generous appearing. They smiled. And then at the end, we processed the exercise, but the processing was only for person one to share their experience of being seen, what it was like, where their mind went, how they felt. This exercise was fantastic. Where does my mind go when I think other people are noticing me or observing me? Let's see, I start thinking, there's no makeup to hide the scars, the sun damage, the imperfections. I wonder if they see all that. We're just getting started. I wonder if they see what I could have been or what I should have been. I wonder if they see what I should be now. I wonder if they see the disappointment, the things I failed out of the shame. Being seen, fascinating, right? How easily being seen can bring out pain from the past. So many of us want to believe that being seen or not wanting to be seen is about other people's judgment. That's not my experience personally or from coaching high achievers. Here's what I think it's really about. Our own internal judgment coming out and it's not subtle. Our internal judgment, it's not slight. It doesn't do things like cause a paper cut. It works to create deep wounds, like it goes for the carotid artery to create a deep and significant wound. That's what we do to ourselves. That's what our judgment does to us. The fear of being seen is worried that others will agree with us. We really aren't smart. We really don't know what we're talking about. We really shouldn't have started the business. It really was stupid to fill in the blank with anything that you've done. All of our own fears and comparisons and judgments, it feels like we've unpacked them and put them on display for others, kind of like a garage sale. We have a table filled with all of our pain points, all the ways that we criticize ourselves and we're selling them to others or maybe we're just giving them away for free. That's what we think is happening when we're being seen. But for sure, it's not what other people see. Others don't have laser focus on our imperfections. They can't. They really know very few of them. And I'm talking about the imperfections we believe to be true. Others don't speak to us in the same cruel way that we speak to ourselves. Some may try. But in my experience, it's rare that others even come close to the internal criticisms that I have. Being seen. Is it any wonder why we hide or play small or stick to doing things that are comfortable? Or why we only bring the proven socially acceptable parts of ourselves, why we bring them out for others to see. It's easier and safer, so we think. And we can construct these beautiful walls all around us to keep us even more safe, keep us from taking any risk. Being seen. Here's what happens when we're seen. There's clarity. People can get clear in their mind if they align with who they see in us. Note the distinction, not who we are, but who they see in us through their lens of the world, which means through their judgments and comparisons. This one deserves repeating. Others can align with who they see in us. They can also not align. They can decide if they resonate with our message or don't. If their views are compatible with what they believe ours are, or they're not. There's no mystery, no pretending. It's simpler. Crazy, right? 
sharing whatever it is we are called to share without regards to protecting others. And by protecting, what I really mean is protecting what they think about us. Being authentic. This word is used a lot. Here's the definition, real or genuine. We all know how to be what others want us to be. We know how to say things that others respond favorably to. We know how to work harder and make things better. We know how to keep our accomplishments to ourselves, be nice, don't brag. We also know how to stay quiet and not show our ignorance or our feelings of inferiority. But do we know how to genuinely be ourselves, our real selves, including the times that we feel like garbage? Yesterday I was working on the Taos retreat. I'd put about eight hours into finding a location to host it and thinking outside the box as much as I knew how to do, looking at all types of venues, those with rooms, those without rooms, those in the city, those in the country, all kinds of things. And then Aaron and I made a decision to move forward. I submitted the request to book, created the link for retreat participants to sign up. It was ready to go. And then no response from the owner. The request to book was unanswered, canceled by the company. And then it looked like the place was already booked. Frustration. Ooh, it started gently and then it went deeper. Why didn't I make the decision a few days ago? Why did I spend so much time researching and thinking about this? This sucks. I don't even have a reasonable alternative. The authentic me, frustrated, disappointed, sad. I'd built a belief that a successful pop-up retreat was based on this location. And the genuine me stayed in that place. Frustration, disappointment, sadness for a few hours being seen. Sometimes as frustrated or disappointed or angry. Other times joyous, calm, or peaceful. Here's the work for us to do. Be comfortable in our own skin. No matter the emotion, no matter the circumstance, not wanting or needing to be anywhere else, and not wanting or needing to control what others see, or what they think, or what they say. Ready for something profound? Humans say words, all kinds of words, and it's those words that we create meaning from. We create identity around, and we also create how we feel. We decide if those words mean that we fit in or belong, if we're accepted or appreciated. We decide if those words mean that we're being shunned or blamed or shamed or something else. Humans say words. And when being seen, or when we think we're being seen, and the judgment comes out, we use those words as proof that we're right, and that other people are right. Humans will say words when I'm frustrated. Humans will say words when I'm beating myself up for not being wiser, not planning fast enough, or for wasting money or time. Humans always say words. Being seen. For who you are and who you are not. What comes to mind? Is it easy? No problem? Are you already doing it? Do you have comfort in your own skin? You don't need any armament? You don't need to be defensive? Chances are you're human too, and your human brain is rattled when you hear words that sound critical. The discomfort of being seen, it stems from how we view ourselves, how we judge ourselves and compare ourselves to others. The discomfort is the default thinking, not good enough, not worthy of love. 
Remember those two biggest fears that Tony Robbins talks about? Not good enough, not worthy of love. You know, I listened to last week's episode five times before it released, thinking, is it too much? Did I share too much? Did I share in a way that puts others down? All the default thinking, the judgment that comes up with being seen. And each time I listened, at the end, I felt proud. The message was genuine. It was focused. It was shared in service with enough examples that you may relate to. And even with that, the default thinking came up, the doubt. It's not safe. People will judge. It's making others look bad. It's shining a light on me. Oh, the human mind. Beautiful. Some of the wiring in our mind, though, it's like a skunk. When left alone, it's fine, but when disturbed, it really stinks. Being seen. For many high achievers, it opens up our worst fears of what others will say or do in response. But what it really does is open up our worst fears, and then we wait for others to validate them. If those internal judgments weren't there, there's nothing to be afraid of. If someone walked up to me and said this podcast is unfortunate or wasted their time, first I'd pause, I'm wondering what just happened, and then I'd ask what podcast they're listening to because that can't be mine. And if it really is mine, I'd have a lot of compassion for them and what they must be dealing with. I wouldn't agree with their words or spend any additional time thinking about it. That would only distract from what I'm called to do. Create an unstoppable life and encourage, break down the journey so that others can do it too. You can do it too. Being seen just like loneliness is about us and about being comfortable in our own skin, to have our own back no matter what, to know our truth, to know that we stand on solid ground, to know that we can stand up as many times as it takes, to know that what we stand for is too important to walk away from. I work with a lot of people who say there's something inside of me. I'm called for more, but I don't know what it is or how to find it. And I also work with physicians that have created amazing things like programs, courses, products, who had no problems creating it. And then when it comes to marketing, they say, I don't know what to do. I think I wasted time. I don't know if I should have even created it. Both are about being seen. Allowing ourselves and allowing our work to be seen. Opening up and releasing our work, our ideas, without judgment. Without trying to plan for others' reactions or opinions. It's about going to the internal place that says, I've got you. This is who I am. It's scary to be seen and that's okay. This is who I'm meant to be. The way I help others is by being my whole self. If you struggle with being seen, clearly you aren't alone. It's normal, especially for the high achiever who knows how to adapt to the environment rather than live a whole life regardless of the environment. An unstoppable life is created one step at a time, breaking down one mental barrier at a time to create your own freedom and fulfillment. Be seen, my friends, even with the fear. What you find is that the internal judgments are unnecessary and untrue, and the external words are insignificant, which is really the definition of freedom. 
being done with the judgment to experience the beauty of your life and your gifts. They are there. They are waiting to be savored and shared. Before we end, don't forget to go hang out with my friend, Dr. Erin Wiseman. Her podcast is Dr. Me First, available on your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about how to connect with the Queen of Sass, head to drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash Dr. Me First. I'm sending you all so much love, and I'll see you next week. Ciao. Create clarity and simplicity with all of your marketing so that the people you serve know how you can help them. As a StoryBrand certified guide, I help physicians create this to launch or grow any type of business. Sign up for a consult call with me at georgemdcoaching.com.